Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Blake Rafino. This is Are You Serious Sports. We hope that you guys are making it a good one. We know that we are as well. Massive show in store for you tonight. Now, we did have a guest. His name was Matt Trent, uh, but he is at the, um, what is BK doing? Let me, hold on. He is doing the uh, Golden Cleats for Women deal tonight. He is covering that. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Uh, but Matt was going to join us. He'll be joining us on Thursday. So it's just us tonight. And we are live probably for the best. We got a crap load of things to talk about. Some names that possibly are hitting uh, on the forefront uh, for LSU when it comes to a pitching coach. We talk about that. I got to go on two Rafino's rants tonight. Live Golf, PGA Tour, what are you doing? What are you doing? Like, come on, man. Come on, man. We'll talk on that. Also, I completely just kind of lost my train of thought a little bit. Let me get my notes. <laughs> I was like deadlocked into the Live Golf and PGA Tour thing completely over my head. Just lost it. Maybe I'll regain it. I got to find it in my notes, though. My notes fell down during the break, during the uh, intro, so I have to get them during the break. We got two Rafino's rants for you uh, here. Oh, 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 I got it. I got it. Tennessee fans, you're going to have to come to the forefront, and Tennessee is going to have to come to the forefront as well. So in case you missed it, today it was announced that Tennessee and Southern Miss, that super regional, is going down in Hattiesburg, and everybody's like, oh, well, how did they decide that? And so many things came out. I'll tell you why that actually happened uh, here tonight. LSU and Kentucky take two. I went back and watched today game one, game two, game three of LSU versus Kentucky just to maybe refresh you. We'll talk a little bit about Kentucky here tonight. Look, any team that gets to the Super Regionals is a good team from here on out. From here on out, you will face a team that you should be a little nervous about. It's just... When you get to the top 16 in this tournament, anything can happen. Remember Stony Brook? Remember Coastal? I mean, there's so many teams that have come through here and outright won national titles. Just so happened they came through the Baton Rouge Regional a couple of times. They got to Omaha. Any team in the Supers is dangerous. you got to take them seriously. One thing that I think LSU could do a little bit better this time than they did last time. We'll talk on that here tonight. Football is here. It is reported. Guys are in camp. Not camp, but I guess summer camp, if you want to kind of call it that. They're in the summer workouts. Day one started today. I'll give you some things that I'm hearing uh, around there. Um, massive kind of commitment. Everybody, you know, BK not really having to call guys and tell them, like, ask them where you're at. 
Got a little bit of a lock in here. So we'll touch on that as well as football's here. Uh, it's June the 6th, man. Before you know it, football will be on your television. Also, we'll talk super, uh, super regional picks. I'll give you all of my super regional picks here uh, tonight. We've been kind of hot. So over the um, regular season, we went 40-17. and 40-17 and 17 on our weekend picks uh, in the SEC when it came to individualized games and outright series wins. So it was a good, it was a good run. Some of the ones I lost, uh, I, I had a complete sweep for LSU for against Mississippi State. That did not happen at all. Uh, and just some of these, like, I lost out on pretty, pretty heavily. Um, so we'll touch on that. I think early in the season, I picked Ole Miss for uh, a two-game wins over Vanderbilt. Boy, was I wrong in that week one of the SEC. So it was a good, very, very, very good uh, uh, year for us on those pick So we'll get to do them here tonight. Hashtag Ask Blake. Questions, thoughts, concerns. We do it every Tuesday and Thursday. Throw them inside the Rudy Crew chat, and we'll get to as many of them as we can uh, as the show goes on. Adam Contreras says, Mingione is a clown. We can't let him leave Baton Rouge a winner. I actually don't mind him, man. I mean, I love that he just loves baseball. I love that he, you know, goes out there and wants to compete. Do I think he's a little weird? Yes, I do. But that man loves some baseball. He loves some baseball, and I love it too. The USM Musterbird says Delton will still send Vandy's I mean, still send the Vols packing. Maybe. Now, listen, Vandy's hot right now, man. Vandy is hot. So, I mean, why do I keep calling him Vandy? Tennessee is hot. I don't know. We'll see. Trip Block, what's up, buddy? On Facebook says, hey, Blake, where can I get a hat like that that you have on that's pretty cool? I don't remember where we got this from, to be honest with you, Trip. Uh, trip. I do not remember. I do not remember. Lucy B says, let's go. Trey Patton says, yes, sir. Blaine Griffin is in the building. He says, how we doing, peeps? Jake Roberts is joining us as well. And Pent Jones saying, let's go. What's going on, guys? What's going on? Holden Lee says, um, he broke the Trey Bradford news first secretly. I didn't do it. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I mean, look, Trey Bradford is what it is. I think it's cool news, man. I mean, good news. Hopefully, he can work his way on uh, to that. We'll see. Dale Broussard says, is uh, Corey Mascara the next LSU pitching coach? We will get, We will talk about candidates tonight. There's one, there's one not too far from you. Now, not too close that it's in the same state, but they wear maroon. And I'm not talking about the Bulldogs. We'll talk on that here tonight as well. We'll talk about that here tonight as well. Uh, Jake Roberts says, Mingione is a Rudy Poo. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Uh, Levi says, don't worry, guys. I work this weekend, so no supers appearances for me. Why would you go if you know that they were going to lose? Like, stay at home, man. Don't go. Save some money. Go buy. Listen, there is nothing better than going and getting an ice chest full of ice cold beer and sitting outside on your patio and watching a baseball game. Nothing better. It's it's downright American. It's damn right American. So if you don't do it, there are like 60 million other Americans that are doing it. Just letting you know. Oh, and by the way, you're not going to get me to stop drinking Miller Lite, man. Bud Light, yeah, okay. It's horse piss anyway. It's not that good. I'm a Miller Lite man. I'm a Miller Lite man. Got to say it. Uh, Dale says, not the A&M pitching coach that Jay left behind. I don't know, man. We'll talk about that. Give me about 20 minutes. All right. Let's get rolling. Let's get started. Everybody do us a favor. By hitting the like and share, share to all of those social media groups, share to all of those social media pages. If you're listening to us on YouTube, like, subscribe, and notification bell. We greatly appreciate you joining us here tonight. If you're listening to us, wherever you listen to podcasts, rate, review, and subscribe. If you're listening to us on TuneIn app 
or SiriusXM. Thank you so much if you're with us. All right. Let's talk about our good friends over at BetOnline.ag and our good friends over at GM Varno and Sons. Don't go anywhere. Got to do a little Rufino's rants. Little Rufino's rants. We also need to touch on who might be the next head baseball coach. I mean, head baseball, head pitching coach for your LSU Tigers. Talk about it next. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events with the first to market odds in lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live in game betting, props, and futures. Head on over to Bet Online today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code Believe50. That's Believe50, B L E A V 50 to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's betonline.ag. Betonline.ag. With over 65 years of experience, nobody is better equipped to service in your vehicle than GM Bardo and Sons. RV repair, big rig overhauls, motor chassis, routine maintenance, tire rotations, tire sales. No job is too big or too small over at GM. If you break down the side of the road in the greater Baton Rouge area, they will come and get you. And the best thing about that is that they can come and get you and then they can bring your vehicle back to their shop and start the repairs right then. Again, GM Varno and Sons, go see them over at 2500 Fuller Boulevard. Give them a call at 225-664-9992. 225-664-9992. Tell me, good friend, Blake Rafino, sit you on by. We're, We're back. back. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. We got two texts during the break. One from Nate, that's actually kind of ironic. And one from Sean, who said, Blake, why are you going to let us sit here and wait? Pretty much, I'm paraphrasing from Sean. But why are you... Not going to talk about the pitching coach situation first. Okay, you want to? I mean, we can. We can. Um, And if it's what you guys want, man, I guess we can do it. I mean, why not? Why not? All right. So, listen. Last night, we, we broke down a lot of the situations, the things I did like, the things that I did not like, in reference to how the news came out, in reference to... Wes Johnson going to Georgia. I think it's a good move for Wes. Everybody serves fit with it. It's a good thing. Let me throw this out there, though. Okay? I do think that they're... Let me, let me say this to start off with. LSU changed the game with a lot of things that they were doing, especially in baseball, when Scott Woodward showed that he will go out there and spend the money for assistant coaches, especially in that sport. It would not surprise me and would not be factually wrong if LSU and Jay Johnson, from some things that I'm hearing, would go out there and start kicking the tires on some other and maybe right now current Major League Baseball coaches. I think that that's happening. I pretty much have it on good authority and think that Jay has told some people that he's close to and you know, there's some chatter around the AD's office that Nate has probably three or four guys that he, he is considering and wants to talk to. Two of them probably coming from Major League Baseball. Now, are those guys in the minors? Are those guys back in the in the MLB? I, I don't know. We'll start finding a little bit more of that out. I think Jay's more focused on one thing, and that's winning a Super Regional, but I know that he's having those conversations. Over the, probably the last 24 hours, and I wanted to say this last night, but thought and wanted to run some more things down. There is a name that continues to be brought up when it comes to Jay Johnson and pitching coach. Now, this name, if you follow Jay Johnson for a long time, is going to resonate with you really well. It's Nate Yeski. Now, who is Nate Yeski? He was an assistant coach at UNLV. He played at UNLV in 2003. He also coached at Oregon State the year that you would face them in um, in uh, Omaha in that 2017 and 2018 year. He was the associate head coach, wait for it, from 2019 to 2021, and pitching coach for Jay Johnson. 
when Jay made the leap from Arizona to LSU, Yeski would go to Texas A&M with Jim Sloshnagel, and then Jay would obviously go in a different direction. We saw what he did with Wes. We saw what he did uh, with Coach Kelly, who's now at Washington. Nate Yeski's on high on that list. I think that Jay trusts him. I think that he knows that the situation, meaning Nate, knows that the situation at LSU is a little bit different, but that's not to say that he will be the next pitching coach. It's just the name that continues to come up. I'm not saying it's confirmed. I'm not saying that he will be. You never know what happens in these interviews. If you could go get the best Major League Baseball uh, pitching coach in the country because of the money that you're willing to spend, more than likely, there would be a pretty strong chance that that happens. I don't know if Jay's going to entertain that because you've gone through two pitching coaching searches already. You've gone through Coach Kelly, who's at Washington, and now Wes is taking the head coaching job at Georgia. I do think there is one critical thing here. I do believe that that Jay does want somebody to possibly be here for more than just one year, and I don't blame him. I would assume that that might be a little bit of a thing for him, even if he publicly doesn't come out and talk about that. But Nate Yeske checks a lot of boxes. He checks a lot of boxes for you when it comes to what you're looking at. And the truth is, he's been with, I mean, look, he was an assistant coach at Oregon State from 2009 to 2019 with one of the better coaches that we've seen. Now, I don't want to get down the rabbit hole of Nate Yeski and the whole situation that happened with Pat Casey. Pat Casey was a damn good head coach. They won a lot. He was around a lot of winning. He was already been uh, he was the associate head coach and pitching coach under Jay Johnson. He know what he knows what Jay needs. And let's call it what it is. LSU is just a different breed of animal when it comes to baseball. Guys, I don't think that you understand this. They're legitimately, they're legitimately is major league pitching coaches that are out there that are t- picking up the phone for Jay Johnson and saying, hey, coach, how are you? Because if LSU is willing to pay the money that they're willing to pay, so more money that they that any pitching coach is making right now in Major League Baseball. Oh, by the way, I get to be with my family more. Oh, and by the way, it's less games and not a struggle on me every single day. It's all of a win-win. It's all of a win-win. But one thing that made me calm today. You know, when Brian Kelly went through this situation, you didn't really worry about him if, you know, Brian Polian left. Yeah, who's going to be a special teams coordinator? Yeah, okay. Uh, will it work? We, we really do hope it works, but I think Brian Kelly knows what he's doing. You know, when, when Kim Mulkey goes through something, you don't worry about Kim Mulkey. There's nothing that Kim Mulkey can't over, overcome and, and overachieve. She already's won a national title in year two. You get the same vibe from Jay Johnson. Now, that doesn't mean that I don't care. I do care. I care a lot of who he hires. I think Jay is on the brink of something extremely special. Here's my hot take of the night. I usually try to give one or two. I think Jay is building something. Now, do I think Kim's going to win multiple national titles? Yes. Do I think that Brian Kelly can win multiple national titles? Yes. It's just for me. I think that Jay is in a different situation where he could be the next Pat Casey or Skip Berkman or whoever. Now, those are big shoes to fill. Skip is a big shoe to fill. Okay? You got to admit, it's a massive shoe to fill when it comes to talking about Jay Johnson and filling the greatest shoes that have ever graced Louisiana grass when it comes to baseball. But you can tell that Jay is building something special. Jay's a young dude. He's not 60 years old. Like, And I don't mean this in a wrong way, like Brian Kelly and Kim Mulkey. He could be here for 20 years and do special, special, special things. I think he's on that path. When you can go into Major League Baseball and pluck somebody, it should tell you you are the creme de la creme when it comes to baseball. 
I don't say this lightly. You know that I don't like talking about uh, – this has been a staple on this show for such a long time. I do not like talking about the words elite. You can talk about players. You can talk about coaches. You can talk about teams. Yeah, maybe. But we throw the word goat out so many times. We throw the the word elite out so many times. We got to be different with that. I don't think people understand that these little three letters, LSU, that's on my hat, I don't just think people understand you're the creme de la creme. Is there any other team in the country, in college baseball, that could pick up the phone and say, hey, coach, this is Jay Johnson from LSU. Nine times out of ten, Jay would probably be laughed at. He'd probably be laughed at. But Scott Woodward's given him an open checkbook to go and do what he needs to do. In reference to Nate Yeske, you can read his bio, his, his what, not biography. What was I'm trying? <laughs> his uh, 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 his what do you call those things, Zach? The um, what do you call those things? Like you know, coaching monologue that they have like on the website. You know, you could read everything you want about him. But let me just tell you one thing that I thought was really interesting when looking at Nate Yeski. He comes from under two seasons with Jay Johnson's staff at Arizona. Let me read this to you. They went to the 2021 College World Series. We all know that. In his first year with the Wildcats, Arizona showed vast improvement after COVID-19. They had a staff ERA drop from 6.21 to 3.87. Let me read that again. They had a drastic drop-off in ERA from 6.21 to a 3.87 ERA. If you mean to tell me that Jay Johnson doesn't have a a lot of confidence in Nate Yeske, you're kidding yourself. I think Nate's a guy that we need to keep our eyes on, and I know that it's interconference, but I will tell you this. A&M is going to have to come to the plate. And I don't know if that will be enough because let's call it what it is. If anybody from Texas A&M in the media or or anybody that's played for Schlossnagel, you know that that man can be an outright asshole. Sometimes you can't be assholes to your assistant coaches. He's an asshole. I mean, you can look at Jim Sloshnagel and, and say, you know what Jim Sloshnagel is like? He's like the guy, you know, like if you're dating a girl and they and she introduces you to your parents and you're kind of like, why is this guy always angry all the time? Like you meet her parents and then like when, you're, when your girlfriend leaves and you're talking to her dad or whatever, like he growls at you like, hey, how are you doing today, sir? Her. Her. Like he, he growls at you. What what do you what does it matter what kind of god dang day it is? You know, if y'all ever seen the movie We Are Soldiers, Zach, have you ever seen the movie We Were Soldiers with with uh, 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 Mel Gibson? He's like the sergeant in that movie. Mel Mel, Mel Gibson sergeant in that movie. How do you know what kind of god dang day it is? That's Doom Slosnagel. He's a jerk. All right. Let me get to a couple comments on this as well. Bio. Thank you, Aaron. How can you not remember bio, Zach? I mean, he goes to ta- one Taco Tuesday, and my man just, like, you know, freaks out. Like, oh, yo, I don't remember Mr. Bre- Mr. Blake. <laughs> All right. Uh, Zach Ross says, man, Blake, it's so good at t- – uh, Blake is so good at talking, he's got to be the throat goat for real, for real. Why would you star that? Why would you tell me, Blake, you need to read Zach Ross's comment? Well, I'm first off, pause. And number two, no. Number three, Zach, don't be talking about people, bro, because I'll talk about how your beard looks like pube hairs, Okay. 
Calm down now. Calm down, pube hair. Uh, Daniel Williams says, I'm calling it now. Is it football season yet? National champs. Oh, boy. Here goes Daniel. Tyler Townsend says, do we have an Allen Dunn return? Come on, man. Come on, man. Uh, Edward O says, no sports driver. I wish the news could have waited till after the season. I don't disagree. I don't disagree. <laughs> Sex says, oh, we're pew buddies. I, I'm with you, bro. I like I like when I can fire at somebody, like joke with somebody, and if you could fire back, you're all right with me, Zach Ross. Anders Lace is Blake jumping on here. I want to ask, so was Paul Skeen's success attributed to Wes Johnson or was he just that good? I think he was I think it's a mixture of both. Uh if the Hawks guy comes from Air Force, could he be Skeens? Yeah, I mean, I don't think so. I think Skeens is a once-in-a-lifetime, kind of like once-in-a-10-years, 12-years type of generational dude. I mean, if if he is Steven Strasburg, like you don't you don't see that a lot, right? Um, here's what I do know, okay, in reference to that question. Paul, look, this isn't my opinion. This isn't something that we're just manufacturing, like something that gets said during all of this. Paul Skeens has openly said he's here because of Wes Johnson. So, I, I, I mean, Paul talked about how he changed up some of his mechanics. I was going, th- I was going from throwing ninety six miles an hour to upper nineties, and then started hitting into the hundreds. My slider had more command with my slider. I mean, yeah, you know, and even if you throw out Skeens, I think Ty Floyd is a big one, right? Like, I think Ty Floyd is uh, uh, Nate Ackenhausen. Those are some guys that you look and say, okay, well, that's the impact of Wes Johnson. That's the impact. So I I know a lot of people hate Wes, and that's fine. You can have your own opinion on him. The dude was not bad. You do not get Paul Skeens without him. You do. I hope everybody understands that. When Paul Skeens speaks, he does not joke around. When he comes out here and says, I'm here because Wes Johnson was here as well, that's not a joke. It's not something to even play play around with. There are a lot of guys that he's done a lot of big-time things with, in my opinion. And you you look at the arm injuries. Arm Guys, he doesn't want anybody tearing his UCL. You mean to tell me, you mean to tell me that he goes out there and didn't change things when some of his guys at Arkansas went down with UCL issues? Hell, he wasn't even there the year that I'm pretty sure that Cobb tore his UCL, Oregon State lost. I mean, Oregon lost their entire. We talked about that with uh, Mark last night. They lost their entire weekend, guys, and won a won a regional. All of them due to injury. You're not West Johnson is not the only person that goes through that. And anybody else that says that to anybody who wants to say, oh, the arm injuries are going away, do you realize you are just the par for the course with everybody else? You didn't have any last year. Okay, I understand it. But you got to get out of the prism that you're in when it comes to, oh, I only watch LSU, when you have people that cover other teams that come on this platform and say, hey, our top two arms last week for Oregon State, they're out. They have arm issues. Oregon Oregon is losing all of theirs. Stanford lost a guy. Sometimes it just happens, man. Sometimes it just happens. And you got to get over it a little. You got to get over a little. Josh, we talked about, Josh Neal says who we hired. Um, we talked about that just a minute. Let me transition here before we get to the quick break. I, I do need to go on a Rafino's rants. So I'm probably going to have to clip this and, and put this out there. Um, Tennessee. Okay. So the news was announced today that Southern Miss was going to be hosting the Super Regional between Southern Miss and Tennessee. It got a lot of people eyes uh, uh well it just got a lot of people 
that are Tennessee fans angry. I'm going to challenge anybody to this. I've spoke with multiple people on that committee. If you don't believe us, you better test us and you better check the, the track history when it comes to us reporting things in college baseball. Tennessee got outbid. It has nothing to do with anybody on that committee. You place a bid for who should be the super regional host site. And the truth is, Southern Miss outbid you. It has nothing to do with anybody on that committee. Now, I know for a fact that Tony Valls is out there telling boosters, oh, well, the reason is because there's somebody on the committee and his son, you know, his, his son plays for Southern Miss. His son's not even on the active roster. You will not see his son play at all this weekend. Has nothing to do with Scott Barry. Your AD got lazy and you got outbid. That is the bottom line. So to every Tennessee fan that's out there saying, oh, they hosed us because they don't like us, it's not true. During the break, I'm probably going to run this. And I'm just going to tell you, I challenge anybody from Tennessee that wants to tell me anything different. If you've spoken with people on the committee, they will tell you the same thing. All right. Tennessee is crying about things. Yes, 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 yes. They are. They are. And look, I don't even want to get in a fight with them because they're so far inbred, they have no idea what they're doing. Some of them. But so does every other SEC school. <laughs> Everybody got a little inbred in them. All right. Let's talk about a good friend, Carol Falls, over at State Farm. Let's talk about a good friend, Tyler Alexander. Uh, as well don't go anywhere we got a lot to discuss i'm going to go on this want to talk about live golf but we do need to get to our regional picks here in a minute and also football season day one what are we hearing around this there were some camps around and we've seen a lot of leaders emerge coming out of lsu football they're out and about we talk about it next guys you might know my good friend carol false and all the great service that he provides over at state farm he is your good neighbor after all but did you know State Farm has surprisingly great rates as well? Along with a great neighbor service, State Farm agent Carol Falls has surprisingly great rates for everyone inside the state of Louisiana. So call him today at 985-395-4300, 985-395-4300 for all of those surprisingly great rates on auto, home, and life insurance needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there and individual premiums will vary by customer all applicants subject to the State Farm underwriting requirements. He will sell your house and find you a new. Well, Tyler's the man, he's here for you. If you want to buy or sell, well, it's not too late. Dial 955 just call 955 Y'all call Tyler. He'll shoot you straight. Tyler Alexander is a local realtor right here in the Denham Springs, Louisiana area, and he services the entire South Louisiana area as well. Tyler is ranked in the top 2% of EXP realtors in the entire state. Buying or selling a home can be very stressful, but Tyler will make that process stress-free for you and your family and provide a customer experience for you, not just a customer service. Give him a call or text today on his personal cell, 225-955-0008. That's 225-955-0008. And let him get your home sold or transitioned you into a new one. Paul's Hub Martin says the true winner of the Hattiesburg Super Regional will be toxicity. It will be a clash between the fan bases. That I do agree with you. Jason says, Blake, what do you mean by they got outbid? So when you do these super uh, uh, super regional host sites, 
you technically place a bid to the NCAA on the host site, right? Like Tennessee and Southern Miss put in a, a, a bid to be able to host this weekend. We saw, look, let's call it what it is. I know that Indiana State is an example. They had some situations going on with the uh, Special Olympics, and they they look. The truth was is they said that they didn't have the um manpower to do it. So then you have a situation where obviously TCU has to do it, but they put in a bid, whatever. That's how these things work. So when Southern Miss and Tennessee wind up winning their regional they put these bids in to host Tennessee did not outbid Southern Miss and be able to host so let's I'm just throwing out a random number don't take this to the bank but even though I do kind of know the number but let's just say that Southern Miss were was willing to say hey NCAA here's $75,000 for the super regional bid site and then Tennessee comes in at 50,000 I'm throwing out random-ass numbers, right? That's the bottom line. So, yeah. Speaking of toxicity, though, speaking of toxicity, before we get to football, um, this live golf thing, this live golf thing, (sighs) man, man, if you haven't been paying attention, Live Golf, and, and look, I really don't want to have to go in there and explain it all because it's just so damn much. Here's the truth the PGA Tour and Live Golf merging together is an outright joke. The PGA Tour threatening guys to not go over to Live Golf because of loyalty and all this kind of stuff. Meanwhile, you got Mickelson and others out there making millions and millions of dollars. What a joke. You Look, I, I'm just going to say it like it is. We talk about, you know, Zach's generation, Gen Z. You're a Gen Z, you're right, Zach. We talk about the younger generation all the time, right? Like, oh, they're just, you know, X, Y, and Z. They, they, these kids don't, they, they're not brought up like we used to. Well, what's funny about that is when you have people that are businessmen and women 50, 55, 60 years old, and they don't have spines when it comes to business, what do you think that that tells every other generation? The PGA Tour, PGA, is nothing but a bunch of spineless cowards. Spineless. You know what's interesting, and I don't know if you remember this, When the news came out, okay, about the PGA Tour and, I mean, Live Golf, or the PGA Tour telling players not to go to Live Golf, you know that there was things cited about players in America shouldn't go play for Live Golf because of the Saudi Arabia thing and the the optics of it, and they cited 9-11, only for the PGA Tour to completely sell out and be losers, they're losers. How are you going to cite 9 11 and, and, and things like that and then do business with the same organization that you're t- basically calling terrorists? That's basically what they're doing. You know what it sounds like to me? It sounds like you put a label on people in a person group. You know what we also call that? It starts with the letter R. But you labeled people when you had no idea only to do business with them a year later. It was reported. Did y'all see this? It was reported that Tiger Woods was set to make $800 million for going to live golf. Not only make $800 million, the Live Golf people said that and came out and confirmed this that they were guaranteeing it. Guaranteeing it. And Tiger Woods right now 
sucks at golf. He's had injuries. He's getting old. Tiger ain't the same Tiger. But if you're a sellout, if you're a sellout, okay, I don't have anything for you, man. I really don't have anything for you. Is what it is. Ryan says that's like the NFL and the XFL merging. It's like the XFL. It's like the XFL buying out the NFL. If the XL, if the XFL had a crap load of money. Gasly Gamer says on YouTube they both make pitches like we have this hotel situation. Our park holds more, and we will sell out. And their park. Won't get the attendance, ours will, et cetera. They don't make money from bids. They do make money from bids. They do. They tell them, like, hey, we're going to expect this. It's always about the money. Like, we have committee people, committee people confirming that. Gamer, like, I don't know, I don't know what to tell you. Like, I got pe- two people in that committee confirming that. All right. Andrew Paul's up money says, here comes the money. That's the that's the only reason why they made this deal, man. It's the only reason why they made this deal. Nothing else makes sense. Nothing else makes sense. All right. Want to transition to a little bit of football? So, day one of summer workouts happened today for LSU, or at least they post a video, whatever. And I want to say this. Man, some of these guys look really good when it comes to what they've done off the field. You can tell the tra- some of the transformations for guys like Emory Jones, Will Campbell, et cetera, et cetera. Right? Like, you could just see it in the video that these guys look, look different. Mason Smith looks a little bit different. Kyle lost a little bit of the, the, you know, a little bit of the baby fat that he came in here with. You could see him. He, you're looking at him when he's working out, and he's, you know, his upper body's just in a completely different realm and world, right? Like I'm like, oh, okay, so he tore his ACL, but my man was still working out. My man was still doing some things. I've been waiting to talk about this for quite a while now, and I'm glad that we get to tonight to do it. Man, I'll tell you. Guys, they've had been, they've been having a hundred percent attendance in everything. Everything. You had this event tonight with Brian Kelly. All the players that they needed show up. You got Jane Daniels, who I'm going to talk about Jane in just a minute. But you got Jane Daniels out there leading the charge for a lot of these guys that are new to the team and old to the team. You have. Him out there with guy, new guys like Logan Diggs and Andre Sam. Taking a young buck under his wing like Ricky Collins. This team's got a lot of leadership. I'm cautious. Because I've been down this road before, right? I've seen an LSU team that has had a lot of leadership, been really good. And they got to a place and destination that maybe fell a little bit short. Maybe fell a little bit short. We've had a lot of teams at LSU that, man, we come into the season like we have in this one. And they fall a little bit short. You know, I I, I think about 2018 a little bit. Like you weren't ready, but you had a lot of things returning. You know, I think about 2016, when you have Leonard Fournette and Darius Geis and Trey White and all those dudes returning, you don't win a damn thing. Actually, after Auburn, your coach gets fired because he refused to change anything. But I look at Brian Kelly. I look at what's going on in recruiting. I look at what's going on with 100% attendance on a lot of these things, and I start asking myself, Okay, so Brian Kelly's talked about graduating champions. Well, look, he really does mean something about the graduating part. Trey Bradford just popped back up on the roster. But I'm just feeling really good for this team, man. 
I feel really good for this team. I think another 10-win season is the outright floor. Can you lose to an Alabama? Can you lose on the road in a game that you might not need need to? Maybe. 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 You got a tough game in Florida State. Let's go get some revenge on that one. But doesn't it feel like with y'all, year two under Jay Johnson, kind of like all that shit that you talked and all the things that you knew LSU was capable of, it's kind of starting to happen a little bit, right? You got Kim Mulkey. You're, she's just won a national championship in year two. Jay's two wins away from getting to Omaha. What's that like for Brian Kelly? What's that like for Brian Kelly? Because I don't think this team's taking a step back at all. At all. You're 10-4 and four a year ago. Can you get that to 12-2? and two? Can you get that to 13-1? and one? Can you get that to 14-1? and one? Can you get that to 15-0? and 0? We don't know yet. But, man, I just feel like the outright floor for this team is 10-2. and two. And when I look at them holistically, when I look at the receiving core, when I look at them at quarterback, when I look at their offensive line, when I look at them at running back, when I look at their defensive line in a whole, when I look at that linebacker core, when I look at DB, when I look at the depth that all position groups have, you're going to have to start explaining to me where you think teams across the country are better than them. Yeah, quarterbacks here and there. I, if you want to say, you know, Caleb Williams as an example, okay, I'll concede that one. What about in the SEC? What about running back? What about receiver? What about offensive line? Because what if you're in a position where, let's say midway, midway through the year, your offensive line has two uh, a freshman All-American and Miles Frazier. You have Will Campbell and Emory Jones who are freshman All-Americans. You have Mason Lunsford that's in there who, quite honestly, did some really good things in the Big Ten last year. And I feel like Brian Kelly and, and Brad Davis don't get that guy in a, in a stature like him if he's not starting. Oh, and by the way, Zalance Hurd's here. You're going to have to start really explaining to me where you think this team's going to falter and start failing. Defensive line, man, look. Did you have some big plays last year from your D-line? Yeah. Let's call it what it is. At times, the true front four underperformed. They underperformed a little. Okay? They did that, though, because mainly they were worn slapped the hell out, and your potential first-round pick wasn't there and Mason Smith. I think Omar Spates, when it's all said and done, is going to be first-team all-SEC linebacker. I think Greg, I think a name that people aren't talking about enough is Greg Penn. Oh, and by the way, the best defensive player in the country right now, Harold Perkins, is on your team. Do you have questions at DB? I'm not even going to sit here tonight and lie to you. You do. You do. You do. So, as I know we're all focused and locked in on baseball, and I'm with you. I told my guys over at First Light, I'm going to be wearing this camouflage hat until the day that, uh, on this show at least, until the day that LSU either wins it all or loses in baseball. I'm with you on the baseball stuff. I love me. Uh, look. I'm... <laughs> I couldn't get I can't get enough of college playoff baseball. However, I just I feel something different in my bones on this one. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but I don't I can't I cannot visibly see it. You know, like when we talked to and and if you've been here with us long enough, um if you've been with us long enough, you know this. In 2021, I will admit, I will admit, I had some very high expectations. I didn't think you were going to go for six and six. In 2020, coming off that regular season national championship, I thought that you would be 
in standard of wins and losses, a 9-3 and three team. This team's got talent all across the board. All across the board. I think that this could ultimately be and what has been an LSU boogaboo in the past, what I think can be your, your one of your bigger strengths is an offensive line that's really freaking good. A lot of people debate if the 2019 offensive line was good. I will stand on that premise. I will stand on that. Um, on that hill. I just got sent something from somebody from the committee. I just got sent something. Hey, Zach, you want to know the top? Let's just do the top 10. You want to know the top 10 baseball attended games this year? I guess he's listening to the show. You want to hear him out? Listen to this. But to finish my point, and then I'll get to these comments, I just want to read this off. I think you're going to be a 10-win team at minimum. At minimum. Just got this. You ready? He said, just saw your tweet. You want to know the the biggest attendance and from top 10 this year? Mississippi State, number one. LSU, number two. Ole Miss, number three. Arkansas, number four. South Carolina, number five. Texas, number six. Florida, number seven. A&M, eight. Southern Miss at nine. Nebraska, number 10. Florida State, number 11. Oklahoma State, number 12. East Carolina, 13. Guess who comes in at number 14? Tennessee. Y'all want to sit here and tell me it's not about the money, huh? Interesting. Very, very interesting. All right, let's get to Virginia. No, Virginia wasn't on there, I don't think. Let me go back to his text. Virginia wasn't on there. I have top 17 that he listed. Guess who was number 17, Zachy? University of South Louisiana. ULL came in at number 17. TCU, number 16. Clemson, number 15. (laughs) Maybe Shelton's right. Maybe Shelton's right. We'll see. Oh, he said and Virginia uh, for our picks. Okay. We do need to get to that. I am going to get to that. Hold on. Let me pull it up, pull my notes up. Regional bracket. Word. All right, there we go. There we go. All right, so let's do this. I'll, let me get to some of these comments about football, and then we'll we'll get to our get to our picks. Rick says Jaden has that Burrow swag now. Let's hope so. He has gained a lot of confidence. Chili says hashtag Ask Blake. Have you watched film on linebacker Sterling Dixon out of Alabama? He's the best linebacker in the class this year. I have more than seen uh, footage of him. I know where he was last. Uh, I know whose house he was at the other day. Uh, Ryan says all season preparations for midseason moves. Buy-in is at an all-time high. I agree with that. I agree with what Ryan's saying. The buy-in is at an outright high. I don't think that you could buy the buy-in. Right? I don't think you could buy the buy-in. So, I agree. All right. So, this is our regional. So, I'm going to do this, Zach. I'm actually just going to bring this up on screen so that everybody can see it. And if you're listening to us on radio, TV, po- or radio podcast, whatever, you're just going to have to suffer. All right, can y'all see that? No, I don't. Can you make me smaller and this bigger, Pauls? All right, there we go. There we go. Let me make this a little bit bigger so we can see. Okay, so Super Regional start this weekend. We got Wake Forest and Alabama. I'm actually going to come back to that one. We have Florida and South Carolina. Bro, I'm just going to tell you, 
I'm taking Florida. I I, th- I know South Carolina's hot. I'm taking Florida. All right, you got Stanford and Texas. Here's a hot take. Not really. Texas, you're not. We're back. No, you're not. No, you're not. Give me the tree of Stanford coming out of that regional. Also, Virginia and Duke. I like Virginia. I'm, I'm going really chalky here. You know where I'm going with LSU and Kentucky. Give me the Tigers in two. Here's a hot one. You ready? Give me Oral Roberts paws. Give me the golden flashes of Oral Roberts in this thing over Oregon. Give me a four seed in the tourney. Give me a four seed in Omaha. We're all Orals. <laughs> We're all Oral fans tonight. Do you love Oral? Because I do. (laughs) I love receiving it, not giving it. Pause. Anyway, anyway, Tennessee and Southern Miss, I actually think Tennessee is going to take that one. I I really do. TCU and Indiana State, I do think TCU runs away with that one. Uh, I think that one could get ugly. I do think that one can get ugly. Let me come back to Wake Forest and Alabama. Zachy, did you know something? Listen to this. You're going to use this on your show tonight. Put it in the chat. Tigers Avenue podcast. Of the 16 teams that are in the Super Regional, the 16 teams in the Super Regional, did you know that LSU faced five of them? Texas, Alabama, those are some teams. South Carolina, Kentucky. Oh, and by the way, you face Tennessee. You went, LSU went 10 for three. 10 and three against super regional teams. Zach, do you want to know what Wake Forest went? You want to guess? Guys in the chat, y'all want to guess? They went two and one against Duke. Their schedule was softer than toilet tissue paper. I ain't no throat goat. I will, I'm going to start banning people if y'all call me throat goat. Uh, Zach was going to say, oh, no, no. The only team that they have faced this year that had made it to the Super Regionals is Duke. They went two and one. And y'all are going to try to convince me that that team that's got 50 wins has really faced anybody worth a damn, they will this weekend. They will this weekend against Alabama. I got a hot take. I got a hot take. You ready? Ah, yes. Give me Alabama, bro. I'm going with Alabama. I'm going with Bama. Zach, this might ultimately come back and backfire on us. I'm going Bama. God, that sucks. He says, same. It will backfire probably. Probably will. We're probably going to look like dumbasses. But we're going to delete when we said that we we were dumbasses. I do. I like that. I like Bam and three, man. I like Bam and three. All right. Those are our picks. So let me just say them again. Uh, give me Alabama, Florida, Virginia, Stanford, LSU, Oral Roberts, Tennessee, and the Fighting Frogs from Texas, Christian, uh, uh, Texas. Levi says, yeah, I'll just wait until Omaha to understand the brackets. Okay. Uh, Chili says, did you hear Dave Van Horn post-game interview? He mentioned LSU. No. What did he say? Chili? Chili. What did he say? I didn't listen to Dave Van Horn. That dude needs to worry about himself though. Andrew Paulson Martin says the only super regional team wake saw all year was Duke. Something to think about. No question. No question. No question. Jamie, uh, Jameis. Jameis's legs on YouTube says, 
LSU 10 and 2, CFP lose to Bama, and let's say FSU baseball, LSU number one. It, LSU is one win and done in College World Series. I don't agree with you. I don't agree with you. Casey Thibodeau says, I honestly hope all the SEC schools lose except the Tigers. Yeah, I mean, you don't you don't want your teams winning, man. You don't I mean you don't want your teams winning. All right. Zach, are you ready to get out of here? Y'all got a show at 815, 8-10, something like that. All right, guys, go over to Tigers Avenue podcast. Zach's gonna be like, basically, this is how the show's gonna go. Hey, Reagan, shut up, Zach. Shut up, Zach. That's basically how their entire show goes. Great one. Go check it out. Uh, But we'll see y'all tomorrow. Peace out, Girl Scouts. Go ahead. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.